Hey everyone, welcome to Cold Coffee. Hi, I'm Kristen Hewitt and this is my co-host. Hi everybody, it's Tova Lee. How are you doing, Kristen? I'm good. You know, it's funny, last show we talked about how we always say woohoo at the beginning and this time we didn't say woohoo. We both kind of so went, uh, have, yeah. Are we past the honeymoon stage of not going woohoo? We're like, uh, <laughs> no. <every show. laughs> It's like we're finally getting the hang of this podcasting thing, right? You know, we're eight shows in and we're finally getting the hang of this. By the way, I'm loving your headscarf. What is that? Is that a bandana? What is it? It's just a headband. It's one of my um, wonderful accessories I wear on days I don't wash my hair. But everybody has their thing, don't they? Like a, a hat you wear, or like a, some sort of mum bun, or some sort. So you do a hair, head scarf. That's nice. No, what is it? You said yeah. So the first, so it's a headband, headband. and it's reversible. It's got oh. a different pattern on the other side. My friend is a seamstress. She can do it all. I call her Mommy Giver. Oh, there used to be a show. There used yeah. to be a show, MacGyver, and he could do everything. So I call her Mommy Giver, and she can do anything. She can come over and fix my toilet. She can sew me a headband. <laughs> she can plan perfect birthday parties. <laughs> So yeah, so she makes headbands, you know, in the holidays. Oh season, my god, so uh, Kristen, that's a business. great name. That's like a really good name for like a mum hack show, right? <laughs> yeah, I should have her. Totally I should have her start it. a blog, Mommy Guyver. I, I love you it. Should totally do it. So how is your week? How have you been doing? I've been really good. I've been really, really good. Busy, crazy as always, but good. I had one funny thing happen to me this week. I went with my daughter shopping. Which is always a treat because mm-hmm. I love the things she picks out for me. They're so wrong. I mean, you know, like you want to be supportive, so you go, "Yeah, it's really pretty." You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm not feeling it, but, <laughs> but it's so pretty. So she picked out a bikini for me, which, yeah, which you know, fine, but like it was. Yeah. yeah, but it. You said you wanted the high waist. No, 50s so it wasn't. Bikini, right? It was like tiny, tiny no. string tied on the sides type of bikini that you just go. This is going to just fall apart, right? Um, but it also was. Um, what's it called? Uh, like we were talking about this, not sparkles. Um, you know the things they are like shimmery. What's it called in English? Sequins. Yes. Yes. Sequins. So all sequins and like neo. God, oh my god! It was just so out there, so out there. I loved it. I actually took a picture. I have to show you. Like I, I was just trying it on, like all over my clothes, because it was just so hideous. <laughs> and she was so sweet. She was like, "Oh, mommy, it's so pretty. You have to buy it." <laughs> Wait. So I put it in my basket. <laughs> And then you just lost it before you got to check mom. out. And then by the tills, when she wasn't looking, I kind of went, I'm not going to have that. <laughs> yeah. So that was my moment of the week. How about you? How was your week? That's so funny that you have a, a, a kind of a bad mommy moment. Not that that was bad, but I had a bad parenting moment. And a long time ago, I have a newsletter, right, on my blog, me, And I used to want to have a segment every week that I would email people to let them know that it's okay to make mistakes as a parent. And I was going to call it my bad parenting moment. So maybe we should create that segment oh, and come like up with that. a nicer name, like an, like an oopsie-daisy moment or, I don't know, something a little more positive. A friend of mine was, um, by the way, Tova's drinking wine right now, everyone. I don't know. I, Did no I- and I want to know why you put ice in wine, but we're going to get to that anyway, <laughs> after this story. So I sometimes date my kids, you know, this summer we're back to school now, but this summer we had, uh, I had my kids home with me. So we were 
together a lot. And towards the end of the summer, my girls wanted to be alone with me. They wanted to do, you know, have mommy days. They Mm -hmm. kept begging me, mommy, can we please have a mommy day? So I took my daughter to just a little Mexican restaurant down the street that we go to all the time. It's like a takeout place. And they're playing on the radio, Michael Jackson's Beat It. Mm -hmm. And she didn't know who Michael Jackson was. So I showed her the video, Beat It. And she loved the dancing. I mean, I fast forward through it and she thought it was great. So the waitress is like, oh, that's nothing. You need to show her Thriller. (laughs) So I'm like, oh, okay. So I queue it up on YouTube. And so this is a restaurant that I always hit up for like PTA stuff because I like do a lot of fundraising with my kids' schools. I'm really good at asking for money for some reason. (laughs) Good to know. not afraid to to ask people to donate. I just walk in and say, listen, you need to give me this. (laughs) Yes. Like I I can't show up for your fundraising event because I most likely will have a broadcast that night, but I will go get you free stuff that you can auction off. So I'm, you know, chatting up the manager and all of a sudden I look over at my daughter and I wish people could see my face right now because she was like this. I mean, she was just terrified because scary. I had forgotten that the video of Thriller, he turns into a werewolf and his eyes turn like yellow and um, she just cried. And then that (laughs) night, Tova, she woke up, she couldn't fall asleep. She woke up at like 11 sobbing. Woke up at 3 a.m. sobbing. Oh, woke no. up again at 5. Like, she was terrified. I I absolutely petrified my child oh, this no. week. So that's my <laughs> horrible moment. Oh, I'm so sorry. I felt so bad. That's like... So anyone listening, yeah. <laughs> 8 is too young to show your kids Thriller. Yeah. That's a, the so type know. of thing that Mike would do. He's done stuff like that. He's showed them um, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. No, wait, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, is that scary? <laughs> That's not bad. Wait, no, yeah, because it has, no, wait, but it scary? has, doesn't that have the child catcher, right? Right? I don't remember. I think so. I it, was it that? So yeah, ago. I think. Oh my God, that's so awful. But you know what? I was never a fan of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, but I'm pretty sure it has like a, a, a quite a evil character there. And yeah, she had nightmares after that movie. So yeah, I blamed him for it for a long time. So, and it's funny you said that because a lot of times we talk about the fact that you're my husband yeah. and I'm your husband. So it, it go figure. By the way, your husband's back now, yeah, correct? Finally. He's been gone for But wait, 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 yes. Kristen, I have to say this. I, I was thinking about this in the car. I have to tell you. Okay. When he went away, first few days, we had a, our conversation, right? And I was going on about like how, oh, you know what? Actually, I'm managing great. You know what? It's actually not so hard. I'm doing the charts, right? <laughs> yes, that's right. You were doing the it's charts. It's working out, right? Oh, my God. Like last few days, it was like, oh, my God. When is he getting back? I can't take this anymore. I can't take this anymore. I don't know how single parents do it. Honestly, I, what I felt was towards the end, like how, just like how relentless it is. You know what I mean? Like it was, cause I work as well. So like that combination of like working, working, and then, you know, going to swimming with my daughter and then going, you know, and cooking something for dinner and then hanging out and helping, uh, you know, and you just, and cleaning and up, cleaning and, up and, doing and tidying laundry. everything. Exactly. And where's my shoe 700 times a day. And I was just, and there's nobody else there. You know what I mean? To, to help you. And yeah, and then I felt awful. I thought, I can't believe I actually said at some point that it was easy. So I apologize, okay? <laughs> I apologize if I offended anybody. It was it was not easy. No, but that's a great thing point to bring up because I don't know how single moms yeah. uh, do it as well. That because it's 
It's so incredibly difficult. So Kristen, you know how I love my wines, right? Everybody knows I love wine. White wine's my thing with ice. Um, uh, but the thing is, I know nothing about wine. Like, I don't know, whenever me and Mike go out, he usually orders the wine. I just know that I like dry white wine with ice and that's it. But I have recently gotten into something that I really, really love. And I want to tell you about it. It's called um, Wink. And basically, it's like a wine club, and they send over wines that they personalize the wine that you might like, okay? So, like, you'll get a questionnaire, and you fill it in, and then they kind of basically send you your wine to your doorstep. How amazing is that? (laughs) You know what, Tova? I have always said, because you know my husband travels a lot, and I have always said I need a wine delivery service because there are those nights where you just need a glass of wine, and you go and you look, and you have nothing. And this sounds like heaven. I know. And it's super easy because they deliver to your door. They send wine that is personalized to your palate, right? According to the questions you ask. Also, they give you like really good value. So like any bottle that let's say, I don't know, uh, I don't know, like retail for 20 bucks, they, you would get it for like 13, 13 bucks. So it's like really good. Yeah. Really, really good value for money. And the reason I'm really excited is because we actually have partnered up with them and they are offering a great uh, promotion. So if we, they're basically offering all our listeners $20 off their first order, which I think is amazing. And all they need to go uh, to do is go to wink.com slash cold coffee and basically enjoy that uh, benefit, which I think is amazing, right? (laughs) Yum. Yes. Cheers, everyone. We hope you enjoy it. And I can't wait to get my first order. Exactly. Just take something off your to-do list and go to wink.com slash cold coffee and get your $20 off your first order now. Anyway, back to our show. I also want to point out, no one can see this. We need to take a picture of this recording session because you changed your microphone cover. It's not pink anymore. I know. <laughs> what, what made you go from pink to yeah, yellow? Well, my daughter uh, wanted to, she thought it was like she was going to sing, you know? So she asked me <laughs> today because it was there and she went, can I, can I use it? And I said, yeah, but be very careful, etc." And then she said, but can I put the yellow one on? <laughs> so it's very specific. And then she sat there and started singing and couldn't understand why nobody could hear her. So I had to explain that it was a recorder. But yeah, I thought I would stay with it. I think I'll change now. I'll change it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like it. Well, before we get into today's show, first of all, again, we just want to thank everyone who has subscribed and been supporting our podcast. We so appreciate you. Um, and don't forget, we have that Facebook page, Cold Coffee Show. You can also find the lovely Tova Lee at Tova Lee, My Thoughts About <laughs> Stuff on Facebook, who's always coming out with great videos. I just watched another one of yours right before I came on. And my Facebook page is Kristen Hewitt TV. <laughs> so I just wanted to get all that business out there before we started the show. But what are we talking about know, today? Exactly. Totally. What are we talking about? We're talking about how <laughs> it takes a village, right? You know the phrase, it takes a village. Um, I love Amen. that phrase. Yeah, exactly. I love that phrase. I think a lot of stories recently on, um, I don't know, I've, I've been reading a lot of stories recently about how it takes a village, right? You, you need support from other people. We're talking about mainly um, parenting, right? Moms. Um, And I've just come across a lot of stories recently and I thought it would be a great topic and I think, um, you know, it's something we can talk about. The first thing I wanted to bring up and tell me what you think about this is, can you hear my dog, by the way? 
I was going to say, what is that, <laughs> that noise? Is and we're not stopping this recording because that is, this is real life I know. right here. What is Fluffy, Fluffy doing? Go to sleep. Where are you? <laughs> I can hear him. But I get, Fluffy, stop. Whatever you're doing, just freeze. What's he doing? I have no is idea. Is Fluffy a boy or a girl? Fluffy's a boy. The thing is this, we have wooden floors. So when he walks on the wooden floors with his, you know, paws, you can hear them. Tap, 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 tap. You know? I might have to put him outside if he doesn't stop. Um, I was doing a pajama party a few weeks ago, and he just basically was eating everything on set. I say on set. What I mean is in my bedroom, <laughs> which includes... I love yeah. that you do your pajama parties in your bedroom. I think it's awesome. But yeah, so today we're talking about the village. And uh, you know, I wanted to bring up a story that one of our friends, we know Mary Catherine from Mom Babble a while ago, she had a... Uh, situation where she was in Target and some teenagers were being cruel and taking Snapchats of a cashier who had, uh, you know, some form of deformity on his face. And she took to Facebook Live and she talked about it. And she actually waited with the kids and told their mother what she had witnessed. And it, you know, it went viral and it was on all these different websites. And I, and that goes along with what we're talking about because there are so many of these stories where people are finally coming back and helping each other and helping other moms because I feel like moms have been so alienated. And I wanted to start there though. Why do you think moms and mothers have been feeling so alone? I mean, it's very different now than when my mom and my mother-in-law talk about what it was like to raise kids back then. Do you agree? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've had loads of chats with my grandma more more than with my mom about this topic. But my grandma talks about the time where she was a, a young mom and just how she the, her mom, her own mother and her mother-in-law basically lived with her in the same house. And, you know, she talks about that time where basically it was just a time that you were surrounded by women and how you know, her, her mom and her mother-in-law and aunts, you know, taught her everything. Like, you know, taught her how to look after her babies and how to, you know, cook and how to, I mean, obviously it was different times. She got married very, very young and, you know, she, she, she kind of like, basically they taught her everything, you know, she needed to know whatever, but, but it, it's just interesting. So, cause when she was telling me these stories, I was obviously being a bit funny and going, oh yeah, but that must've been really annoying. You know, like, didn't they get on your nerves? I mean, <laughs> how much do you want to hang out? like with your mom and your mother-in-law, but she talks about that actually very fondly, you know, like it was a very nice, nice thing to have because her husband, my granddad actually worked very long hours and in fact was away from home for long periods of time. So if they hadn't been there, then she'd be very lonely, you know? So I think it gave her a lot of comfort, you know, but that's like a million miles away from what it's like these days, right? Well, first of all, I want to comment that I think it's really magical that your grandmother is still living and that you can have these conversations because my grandmother passed right after I got married when I was 26. And my other grandmother lived in Minnesota, far away. I rarely saw her, so I never got to have those conversations. But I do talk to my mother-in-law and my mom a lot. And what's interesting nowadays is that I think at least for us, we don't live in the same city as our family. Mm -hmm. You know, we live far away. So you, a lot of people's village back in the day was their family or their friends, or they had relatives or aunts or mother-in-laws, like you're saying, they lived together. I mean, I know my mom 
Uh, she tells me the story when she was growing up. You know, her sister was 10 years older. They got married right out of high school. My Aunt Helen had babies, and they lived in the basement with their babies yeah. while my mom was still growing up, and they all lived together. I mean, that's very normal. When I was growing up, my grandmother lived with us. Yeah. Um, it's It was very normal, and nowadays you just don't see that, at least in, in our culture. I know in different cultures it's different, but... Um, I know that's been a very difficult adjustment for me is not having any family yeah. here in South Florida. I miss that. I want my kids to be around their family, their aunts, their cousins, their uncles, their you know grandparents, and you want them to learn from them. It's, it's part of who they are. So I think that's part of it. And I know you don't live, right? Yeah. You, you're from Israel. Your husband's, though, from UK, correct? Yeah, I mean, that's a, really, from that's a really, really good point. I actually... I actually really didn't think about that, but you're so right. It's so, so right. I think times have changed in that sense as well, that people today, you know, travel, uh, you know, travel sometimes even, you know, across seas, like they travel to different countries, different continents, like to live. And then, like you said, they don't have family around them. I'm in the same boat. Like my family don't live here in the UK. And when I came here and when I had my, I mean, when I came here, it was okay because I wasn't a mom and I had friends because I was a student. So I had student friends. But once I got married and started having children, they were all very young, like much younger than me. So at that point, I felt that was the point where I felt like I needed the village the most and I just didn't have it. My mom and my sister both live back home. And my sister, I see like my sister gets that a bit more like because my mom's obviously very close to her and she lives very close and she gets that sort of and she's got her mother-in-law that also is a support system. So there's a bit of a village there. But yeah, in my in my feeling, it was very, I just didn't have it. Um, and going back to Mary Catherine's story, by the way, the, the reason I loved her post more than anything was because... We're talking about the Target yeah, post, Yeah, the Target right? post about the, you know, the kids that were being very rude uh, and disrespectful and her kind of, you know, sticking up and saying something and waiting for the mom was... I loved that she said that if it was her kids, she would have wanted somebody to do the same, like to say something to her. So she wasn't shaming the mom or saying anything about her parenting. Like actually she was praising her because the mom who showed up and then was told what her kids were up to was sort of like saying, thank you so much for telling me. Like, I really appreciate that you waited and you told me, I, I want to know this. And so she was praising the mom and saying, I would have, I would have wanted somebody to do the same. And I think in these days people are scared to say something because you don't know if somebody's going to not like to hear it. You know, if you kind of, you know, step in and you say something, are people going to appreciate it or are they actually going to get upset with you? Well, and I think there's ways to say it. I mean, I'm very much of the same type of parent. Like I would want to know. And I have friends that are very sensitive, so I have to really sugarcoat it. If their kids do something, you have to say it in a productive, kind, meaningful way. Yeah you know, non-judgmental, non-shaming, because people are really sensitive. I mean, I'm very different, and I think you're very different too. I don't take things personally, mm. and I think that's one of the reasons why you and I gravitated towards each other is we can be very open, we can be very honest, and neither one of us takes offense mm -hmm. very easily. But there's not a lot of people out there like that. A lot of people do take things personally, and I think that's one of the things about establishing your village is you have to be okay with giving and receiving feedback. Yeah. But um, the other thing I wanted to talk about before we get into some village um, stories, and I want to learn a little bit more about your village, is the other person I talked to, I know you say you've talked to your grandmother a lot. I talked to my mother-in-law who had four kids 
within six years. Wow. So God bless her. Wow. First of all, she has three girls yeah. and then her baby was my husband. And um, she said, so I wrote an article about it, why we need to bring back the village. It's on my blog, kristenhewitt.me. And I wrote the article because of my mother-in-law, because she was here visiting and she was telling me how hard we have it now, mm. as opposed to when she was raising kids. And I was thinking, how is that possible? You put your kids in laundry baskets in the back <laughs> of the car. You didn't have car seats. You smoked during your pregnancies. Yeah. You didn't know that would harm your children. And you had these low birth weight babies, but you know they didn't know back then. You didn't have bouncy seats and yeah. boppies and breast pumps and all of these things and iPads to keep them, you know, yeah. To keep them busy. She's like, no, but it was so much Easy. easier back then. She didn't, Simple. she didn't have any family. She didn't have any family either. She was from the upper peninsula of Michigan and she moved to Miami out of college, but she lived in an apartment and all of her friends yeah, lived right in the same apartment building. They all had babies together and they would go down to the common green, lay out a blanket they would bring the lunch out, bring some toys for the kids and say, go play. And the moms would sit there and talk. And then one mom would watch all the kids. So all the other moms could go to the grocery store Yeah. because hello, they're not going to take their kids to the grocery store. Come on. Yeah. Like that's impossible. And I, th- and I started thinking about it and you know what the difference was Tova back then is it wasn't a dual income household. Both parents weren't working back then. Mm-hmm. It was a much simpler time. They had one car, one television. They were they didn't have five thousand square foot mansions with all the upkeep and you know the the finances. And I think that's part of the problem in finding a village. Is so many of the women nowadays work too. Mm-hmm that they don't have time to find a village because they're so busy making a living and just trying to keep themselves and their kids alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can sort of relate. Like, I, 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 I have memories from... By the way, I'm, I'm, I should have said this earlier, but I just didn't have a chance. But sadly, I, I'm not having these chats anymore with my grandmother. These are chats that I had with her, like, a good few years ago. She is still alive, but she's not in a... She's got Alzheimer's, actually, so we haven't Aww. been able to have that type of conversation. But I'm very lucky because, you know, year, you know, years ago, she, she loved telling stories about the good old days. Like, I loved her stories. But uh, going back to the topic, um, I don't know. I remember memories as well from, like, uh, childhood. It was the same. We lived in an apartment building, and we would just meet up with, you know, friends, with my mom. They would just, you know sit in the kitchen the moms and I'm not trying to say like they had it easy they probably they had their own struggles you know but that's my memory of like being surrounded with cousins and friends and the moms kind of sitting in the back in the kitchen you know having a good old gossip um I don't know I don't know they had Tupperware parties Uh, exactly (laughs) I mean I'm trying to create that you know it's it's I try to do that like it's so hard we live hectic lives right but um but do you have a village? Now I think more than I did, but it's not the same type of village, is it? You know, I'd really like to have like that neighbor that you can just like knock on her door and go, do you know what? I really need to have a shower <laughs> <laughs> shave my legs and I don't know I'm waiting for like a delivery or something or I need to go to grocery can you just mind them for an hour you know and just like shove the kids in her house you know I don't have that um but I do have good friends um you know I have good friends now um so I suppose modern day village I have but um you know but I think we could all use a, a more always more but what I was saying earlier was there's a lot of stories on social media at the moment about like 
village and how we need a village. A lot of reminders. I don't know if you came across any of these, but I've seen a few. Um, one particular that came, like that people may have may recognize, is this lady was on a flight somewhere in the States and just, you know, saw another woman, another mom with a a few kids and she had a baby that was, you know, wasn't settling and was crying and sort of, you know, and people were getting quite agitated and annoyed by the baby and sort of, you know, tutting and sort of saying stuff. And I don't know. I don't know if somebody actually said, can't you control your baby? But that was the feel, you know? Yeah, I think I know what article you're talking about. And I saw Love What Matters share this. But yes, they were. People were like, control the baby. Yeah, so tell the rest of the story. So this lady, basically, she's a mom herself, offered to hold the baby. She just offered the woman, can I just hold your baby for you, you know, and just take him away? And she did. And, you know, after a few minutes, he also, the baby calmed down and fell asleep. And she posted a picture of this baby sleeping on her lap. And basically saying, come on, people, you know, like, let's just be, let's help each other. It takes a village, you know, this mom's flying all by herself with her kids. And we all know that flights with kids suck, like no matter how organized you <laughs> yes. are, right? doesn't matter how many coloring pads you've brought in, right? They're going to, it's going to suck. So she's doing her best. And, and yeah, and I, I love that post and I know it went viral and everybody was talking about it. And so they should, you know, I just loved it. Yeah, I loved it too. And I want to tell you something I do on flights. So as you mentioned in our very first episode, you uh, you learned from the woman on the flight yeah. to always have <laughs> snacks, right? So one of the things I do on every flight, and I, you know, I recently went on a business trip a few weeks ago and I still did this. I always bring, I go to Whole Foods and I buy these vitamin C organic lollipops yeah. and I take them with me on an airplane. And no matter what I'm doing, I, I have extra. And Whenever someone, a baby, or not a baby, but like someone that's old enough to have a lollipop starts crying or fussing, I always hand up lollipops (laughs) on the flights because I just, I mean, I walk up and down the aisles and just hand them out to any kid fussing, especially when the plane is going down because their little ears really bother them and the sucking and the swallowing really helps them. So I buy the organic vitamin C lollipops so nobody like gives me the evil eye for giving their kids candy. But um, I find that's my way of sort of being a part of a village. But if you wouldn't mind, I'd like, if you could indulge me, I'd love to give you some of the things that me and my village do for each other to maybe encourage listeners who haven't found a village. Because I know when I, um, I know when I posted this article on my Facebook page, a lot of people wrote, you know, it must be nice. I wish I had a village. And um, I have to say that I had to work hard, Tova, to get a village. I mean... I, you know, a lot of people think you're a TV reporter, you're outgoing, of course you have a lot of friends. And I would like to say, first of all, that's not true. I'm one of those people that doesn't, like, once I'm at an event, I'm happy I'm there, but behind the scenes, I'm like, I don't want to go. I don't want to be with people. I just want to be in my pajamas. So finding a village was hard for me. At my daughter's preschool, I had to really start making an effort to meet people and, and talk to them. And now we do a lot of things. Like, for example, I have a friend, Jessica. If you're listening, I'm calling you out because you're awesome. Her daughter, Caroline, comes home with us every Friday because Caroline does not like aftercare and she cries all the time. So I bring her home with me on Fridays. And in return, on Mondays, when Jessica doesn't work, she'll take my girls for me after school. I just drop them off there and she'll keep them for a couple hours. So I can just have a whole day to myself. And it's awesome to just trade services like that. Um, I have another friend, Amy. Now, we don't do the sit on the blanket, but um, her husband works in sports broadcasting as well. So she's alone all the time, much like I am. 
So we rotate. We put our kids in the same dance class mm. so we can rotate who goes to dance. So we'll pick them up from school and we rotate days that they come home with us, give the kids snacks, get them dressed for ballet, take them to dance, awesome. and then she'll come pick up her daughter after. So we do that. Um, we also have we have these ginormous text threads that I hate, but whenever there's a day off of school, because here in the States, you know, school, they go back to school and then there's a holiday within two weeks, of course. <laughs> of course. You know, there's a day off. It's like, why don't you just wait until after yeah. Labor Day to start school? But um, so we have text threads and we have mommy meetups where we get together on off days and you might not see these women for six months, but we're still, okay, day off. Where are we meeting? Are we meeting at Little Java's? Are we going to the beach? What are we doing? Like, and if someone can't get there, oh, I'll pick up your kid for That's you. Don't amazing. worry about it. Like, it's really nice. And I know you said you were looking for a neighbor. We are very lucky. When we first moved into our home, we had um, no neighbors. It was all foreclosures around us and there was nobody. But we've had several families move in and we have that two houses down now. A little girl will knock on my door on a Saturday. Can I come over and play? I'm like, yep, come on in, Ollie. Because when she's over playing, they're in the back <laughs> and they don't need me. And it's beautiful. So... It took us a while. It took me a while to have a village, but it's something I work at and I make an effort and I put it in my phone each week to text or call someone new that I haven't seen in a while to make sure that we're staying in contact. And I even put it in my calendar to see my village because without these people, I I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could do it alone. I mean, we're stronger together, right? I know that sounds so cheesy. It's like a basketball promo. (laughs) We're stronger together. (laughs) But it's true. Um, So I hope by sharing this that maybe it will empower people listening to try to find a village and some of the places, you know, just like we talked about in our friendship episode. I mean, I found my friends largely at school or the breastfeeding support group. So there you go. No, that's amazing. I absolutely love that. First of all, I'm really happy for you. That's awesome. And I'm, that's just amazing. And it's great ideas. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, my daughter went to camp recently in the summer. So I have a friend, like we were, let's do the camp together. And that's exactly what we did. We rotated. It was when Mike was away. So I was doing drop off and pick up by myself every day. And it was helpful, you know, it's helpful to have somebody else and and also what when you do the play dates that's I've always said this like play dates when you actually also like the mom and I mean that's just awesome but I wanted to tell you another story uh regarding like a village uh I said something I posted recently um so when I was a young a, a new mom my my daughter was four months old we were invited to a wedding in Paris and uh we traveled with her I think we went on the uh, yeah we went on the Eurostar yeah and uh, I was like starting to feel like I knew what I was doing around three months okay Okay, and I felt like I could <laughs> I could do a Paris trip, right, for a weekend. Well, sounds uh, like heaven, by the yeah. way. Paris. <laughs> we, yeah, exactly. My brother was living there at the time with his wife and their and their eldest daughter. They have now three kids, but they only had her at that time. Um, yeah, but anyway, Paris the hottest day that had ever been in France, like in the last 50 years. And at some point, my daughter just started crying and she just did not stop the whole day. Have you ever had a baby not stop crying the whole day? Yes, my husband was out of town (laughs) and she started crying at like one or two o'clock and she was a newborn and did not nap until like 2 a.m., like 12 straight hours of not sleeping, crying. So I'm with you. It's So you know, like you know what that is, right? I mean, it's stressful. And add to that the fact that you're new, that you're not sure if you're doing it right anyway. Yeah, you're in a different country. She's not used to the place. It is 
boiling hot. Uh, you know, we at some point like try to get a taxi to get back to my brothers and they had, didn't have the air con on. There were traffic jam everywhere. It was just hideous. Anyway, got back to his flat and I was at this point like literally about to lose it. And my sister-in-law, bless her, <laughs> she had been a mom like two years earlier than me. So she's been there, you know, like she was <laughs> more experienced than me. And she just really very calmly, you know, very kind of matter of fact sort of went, should I hold her or let let me hold her? I don't remember her exact words, but she just basically offered to hold her. I'm telling you, I I nearly threw the baby out. (laughs) Just take this thing from me. I can't bear it. You know? And I just went into the bathroom and cried my face off because I was just so, I was just so done. You know, I felt like so done. Um, And then when I came out of the bathroom after I had calmed myself down, the baby, my daughter was asleep and calm and, and my sister-in-law just kind of handed me a kind of like a really large glass of water. I wish I could say a glass of wine, but I was breastfeeding at the time, so she didn't. (laughs) (laughs) I wish it was wine, but no, it was a very large kind of cold glass of water. And it was just that little act, you know, um, you know, there's zero judgment in the whole thing. And it was just that, again, that kind of realization that I don't, I, oh, I wish I had that. I wish I had like that sister-in-law, that sister or the mom or somebody who was, do you know what I mean? They're with me kind of. I do. I know? mean, I think we all need a break. And I think when the baby gets that frustrated, it, it frustrates us. And then we get anxious and we don't know yeah. what to do. And we feel helpless that we can't yeah. help them. I mean, it's a whole vicious cycle. And I remember laying there thinking she can feel my anxiety. And then as soon as yeah. I calm down, but it's hard, it's hard not mm-hmm. having someone. And that's part of the reason why we had a night nurse in the very beginning when my husband traveled, because I just you know, you need a break. And that's why we all need a village. And that's what I'm hoping. I mean, when I wrote the blog post, I was just trying to encourage people to, it's okay to ask for help. Yeah, There's no such thing as a perfect mom. It's a stressful world with working. I mean, just being a mom is a full-time job. The scheduling, the, the activities, the church functions, the school functions, the papers. I mean, just raising these tiny humans and keeping them fed and alive is a hard job. And then you add in work and it's hard to do it alone. And I just want to encourage anyone listening, you know, don't be afraid to ask for help. And to all the people that shame moms, screw them. Yeah. And I feel like uh, today as well, a lot of people are, you know, are getting hired help. Uh, We had uh, hired help after um, we had the twins and it's funny, the, the job title was called mother's help, you know, not a nanny. I mean, I had a night nurse as well for, for the very, very beginning with the twins, but she was a lady who was basically the, the job title was mother's help. And what does the mother do? Right. Anything, anything that's needed, whether it's cook chicken soup for you, right? Or whether it's right. help you, you know, put the laundry on or hold the baby for a bit so you can take a shower or play with your eldest. Like, you know, and I find it funny. I hear, I hear this a lot from friends that their moms, right, are not so keen to help with the babies these days. And I feel like that's also a thing, isn't it? Like, our, like the grandmas of today, modern grandmas, 
they're busy playing golf and they're busy traveling and going on cruises. And I say, go for it, right? Like go for it. But it's funny, right? It's funny that, um, yeah, I mean, well, I, I don't have that experience with my mom. My mom is probably the most giving woman in the world. I mean, the second I had that baby, she was staying up at night doing the feedings. I mean, they are her Amazing. kids too. She loves them. She's, but she lives, you know, three, three and a half, four hours away. So we only see her like once a month, she'll come here or we'll go there, which is still wonderful that we get to do that. But my other mother-in-law lives far away, but she's not so much of a helper, you know? And then I have another mother-in-law, my husband's dad remarried, and she will point out, tell you, we don't do kids. She does not do kids. (laughs) She goes, she'll take us on cruises. She's the wonderful woman that took us on the cruise, but she doesn't do kids. And and like you said, that's okay, but that's why, um, you know, we have to seek our own village. And it's interesting that you brought up the help because as we were talking just now, I realized we have a nanny, but she's not really a nanny anymore. I mean, when I work um, game nights during NBA season, she'll come in and take care of the kids and take them to their activities and get them ready for bed when I'm gone. But I'll have her come in during the day sometime when I have an article to write or I have a client to work with here working from home and she does our laundry Mm -hmm. and she helps me make dinner and she'll help me put away their kids' clothes. And it's more for me. Um, Mm -hmm. And I never thought about it, but she, I mean, my kids are old enough. They're right now, they're in the back of the house while we're recording, watching a movie. They're self-sufficient for an hour. They're getting old enough, but... It's nice to have someone to fall back on, especially when our husbands travel. I know your husband's back, but mine now is starting to travel with the NFL and the NBA season, so it's getting busy for us. So now I'm moving into the the busy season where I'm going to be relying on my village a lot. Yeah, and it's great that you have that support. I feel like a lot of women don't. And that's the key, like you said, Um, asking for help, reaching out, saying if you need, you know, support. And, you know, what you said earlier, it's making that effort to find the people that, you know, to find the people. And it does take an effort. It really, really does. Like you said, it's remembering to call people and text them and put things in the diary. And I remember when I came to England, the whole concept of like putting stuff in your diary was so important to me because... I grew up in Israel and it's much more spontaneous there. You know, people don't really plan ahead a lot at all, you know, and people do kind of just knock on each other's doors and just show up, you know. Uh, but here in England, it's a very, very different vibe and people have their scheduled kind of schedules sort of sorted out a few months in, a, in advance. And that took a bit of adjustment. But um, but yeah, it's making that effort, putting some dates in the diary and, you know, and, and reaching out to people. Yeah, and I wanted to point out in our friendship episode, a lot of people um, wrote into our Cold Coffee Facebook page and said, you know, they've had a hard time finding friends. Yeah. And, they don't, and, and even my article on the village on my Facebook page, people have said, you know, I don't have that village. And <clears throat> I reached out to somebody one time and they didn't get back to me. And that's the thing. You can't be offended and put yeah. off if somebody doesn't reply right away. I get sometimes 40 messages and Facebook messages. Excuse me, I had to clear my throat. We need one of those interrupt (laughs) buttons. Um, And uh, I get all of these texts. And sometimes I don't, I just remembered as we were talking that a friend texted me like four days ago asking if we could get coffee in like two weeks and I didn't reply. And I have to go back and do that. So don't be offended if somebody, you message someone and they don't get back to you right away. Don't get scared, you know, just keep reaching out. Um, I mean, I'll have people over just to swim just because, you know, because you want to maintain those relationships and have your support system because I really think it, everyone needs that support system. I agree. 
totally, totally agree. And I think that's why it's getting so much uh, attraction at the moment, like in social media, you see all these stories. There was another really cute story. I don't know how much this is a village kind of story, but it still felt like it was, yeah, it felt a little bit to me. Um, This lady, again, went to do... You know, she went to the supermarket with her kids. <laughs> Which again, all these I stories feel, at the supermarket, right? No, it's but like the, the other worst place exactly. to take kids. I know, I know. But the other one was on a flight. But the supermarket and a flight, I feel, are like equally stressful, <laughs> you know, challenging, and stressful. So this lovely lady went to the supermarket with her children, and I think she had four children, and they're all very, very young, right? Four or five, I can't remember, but really, really young kids. You know, one strapped on her, like on her back, the baby, and. She She's got like a toddler in the basket, you know, and everything. And this other woman basically stops her and says, can I have your phone? I want to take a picture of you. Um, you know, I didn't see this one. Yeah. It's, I, I reposted it's on my page, but like, she just basically said to her, you know, it's, you know, you're doing a great job. These moments are the moments to remember and nobody ever, um, What's the word? Nobody ever... Um, captures it. Yes, it, captures exactly, it. exactly. And she basically took this woman's phone and took a picture. And it's a beautiful picture, you know? And she posted Aww. it and basically told the story. Amazing. And, you know, I know it's not like she didn't, she didn't help her, like, with the groceries. I'm hoping she helped her with the groceries to the car, you know? But, like, it's just that sort of, like, I see you. Do you know what I mean? Like, I see you. I've been there. I know what you're going through. And, you know, I, and I want you to see you as well. And I thought it was beautiful. Really nice story. You know, it's funny that you brought that up because I didn't see that story. But something happened to me a couple of weeks ago. I was at the grocery store with my two daughters. And we only had to get a couple of things. And I saw this woman come in. She had, like, a seven-year-old, a five-year-old, and two twins in a stroller. And so, like, the seven and the five-year-old wow. are on, like, phones and tablets. And the mom is pushing the cart and pushing the double stroller. And I said, do you need help? And she kind of was taken aback. And I was like, I only need a couple of things. I can help you. And she's like, really? She was like shocked. And I'm like, of course. So I was like, so I had my daughter push the door. I'm like, you know, your, your daughter looks like old enough. She could probably push the stroller. And she kind of rolled her eyes at me. But so my daughter made it fun and her daughter got out and helped her push the stroller. And it's kind of <laughs> funny that her kids weren't even helping her with the <laughs> twins. But I felt so bad for this woman who's pushing twins and two kids in a cart. And try, I mean, can you imagine? Well, yeah. you can, you have twins. But um, I try to help as much as I can. Or if there's a mom with a new baby, I'll help her unload her card at the supermarket because I feel like whatever we put out into the world will come back into us. So I always, if I have that time, try to help as many moms as I can because it's not easy. Yeah, and I <laughs> How think many times have I said this show, it's not easy? <laughs> if, you do, if you don't have kids, I don't mean to scare you. <laughs> It really is a lovely thing to have be a mother. I, I love this. Like it really is a lovely thing. I feel terrible. She All I'm says. saying is it's not easy. <laughs> no, but I love that. I love that you say that to people, and I think people should do that more. You know, like just see. I, I call moms ninjas. That's my. Phrase. I saw that. That's becoming a ninja. term on your page. Everybody's like, you're though. the ninja leader. Because I feel like we're ninjas. You know, like we really are ninjas. I see them. I see. I, I, I took my girl. Uh, my daughter is swimming like she did um 
an intense kind of swimming course. She still can't swim, by the way. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> she still can't swim. But anyway, she did like an intense swimming course. Um, and this mom rocks up with like three kids. There's a baby in a car seat, right? There's two munchkins. One's three and one's four. And like she's super calm, you know, with the baby. And she's got biscuits. And what I loved is like the whole thing was like biscuits. So yeah, get dressed. Okay, I've got biscuits. La la, we're going to the pool. <laughs> I've got biscuits. <laughs> okay, we're going to the car now. Don't forget the biscuits. But she never actually gave them the biscuits. <laughs> oh my god. She has trained those I kids well. I love this mother so much. She's like the biscuit mom. And I just looked at her and I was like, you're such a ninja. <laughs> she thought I was crazy. Anyway. You need to write that, the biscuit mom. That would the be an epic story. Mom. I know. All yeah, right. Should... So the lesson today is biscuit. get find your village. <laughs> and yes, use biscuits as bribes. Exactly. <laughs> All right, Tova, should we move on to our segment, Not So News? Okay, I have one. Go on, you I go found. first. So lovely. I found one that's so lovely that... I don't know I'm if you're being faith. sarcastic. Are you being sarcastic? I'm being very sarcastic. Okay. I'm losing faith in my girls. We got to get it together here, ladies. We really need to get it together. Okay, people? It is not that big of a deal. Headline, fight over free lipstick breaks out at MAC Cosmetics Counter. Okay? <laughs> oh, my God. Breaking news. It was Black Friday-esque chaos Saturday when the mall gave away free lipstick. It was part of the makeup store's company-wide campaign celebrating National Lipstick Day. It was giving away full tubes of its lipsticks to early birds willing to maneuver through the mall before the stain ran out. But things got ugly around lunchtime when some women reportedly cut in line, ticking off those who'd been waiting their turn. A fight broke out and the police department was called. Several women were involved, but one woman's face was beaten in the kerfuffle. What? Yes. No. One of the females involved had redness on their on her face, but they're not sure whether the redness matched the color of the free lipstick. <laughs> I, love I did that. not write that, by the way, but that is a very clever last line in this article. Yeah. Yes, Tova. I mean, wow. really, the tube of lipstick costs seventeen dollars and fifty cents. Is it? <laughs> would you even go to the mall and no. stand in line for Probably free lipstick? Not. Wait, was it Mac? Because I it was Mac. Like Mac. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of like Mac, but no, I wouldn't. That's so funny and sad. Oh. That's so sad. <laughs> no. It's just made no. me chuckle. We got to get no, it together, no, women. No, we have If to, anybody really needs do. lipstick, maybe we need to talk to Mac and hand out some free lipsticks to our yeah. cold coffee I do listeners. Like, but I do like their lipstick, though, I have I to do, say. too. I love the color yeah. hue. It's like a light color when I do mm. smoky eyes. It's one of my favorites. I love Mac. I love yeah, it. There's love another, Mac. they have a good lip liner, by the way, called Chicory. It's like a beautiful red. It's the only red I can wear. Did you see there's a viral video I saw recently? This woman, I love her. I can't remember her name. I'm so sorry. But she did this really funny video about her. She's wearing like a full face of makeup. <laughs> she's, she's British. And she talked, her accent, I just love it. I can't do her accent. But anyway, she goes, she's like talking to her guy, right? And she goes, you think this is God? This is not God. This is Mac. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to see that. You have to oh share that God. with us. I want to see and it. I just love this video so much. It's so funny. Okay, so my story is like totally different, right? It has nothing to do with Mac or, or cosmetics. Um, 
Right. So apparently humans could become extinct if sperm counts in men continue to fall at current rates, a doctor has warned. So apparently they did a study um, of nearly 200 people, which I don't really think is a lot. To be honest. How many? 200 people. 200, and they're in North America, <laughs> Europe, Australia, and New yeah. Zealand. Okay. But this is, um, come on, you cannot reach this kind of conclusion when you only st- do a study for 200 people, right? Right? But this was in the BBC, <laughs> so this was a reputable news source. Uh-huh. I don't know. Anyway. But yes, um, I know. I hear. I hear you. So, yeah. So, apparently, the sperm count is, is, is dropping. Uh, I'm not quite sure why, but it is dropping, and we may, you know, this may be an become issue. Become extinct. Yeah. I think there's other reasons we might become extinct. I'm not going to yeah. get into politics, but there's lots of things <laughs> going on in our world that could probably cause extinction over this. Yeah. But, yes, they say that the dis- the um, it's the sperm counts are causing are, are being caused lower because of exposure to chemicals used in pesticides, plastic, obesity, smoking, stress, diet, and even watching I know. too much TV. I know. I was thinking it might have something to do with cell phones in their pockets. Could be. Maybe. But why is the watching too much TV? Do you think it's because people are sitting down and like it's squashing their things or I just think they're not what? having sex enough. I think that's the problem. Yeah. No, that could that's be my, it. That's my dime store diagnosis. <laughs> that could be it. Yeah. So No, but on, I guys. mean I personally, I mean if you, I don't want to get too gr- granola and turn off our audience, but I just watched this documentary called What the Health. Have you heard about it? It's on no. Netflix. Tell me. Oh my gosh. Tova, uh, all I ask is if you're listening, please watch this documentary What the okay. Health. It's really interesting where our food comes from and what are they what they do to our food. But um, our health is really, really declining because the state of our food and the pesticides and even organic foods are still sprayed with things that, and the animals that are claimed to be organic aren't really organic. And I mean, I had a lot of problems getting pregnant and I think it had a lot to do with our diet and food. And when I started to eat clean and really watch what but I was eating, that's when I got But how do you eat clean pregnant. if you're buying stuff that's organic, but it's not actually organic? The organic meats. Well, they're saying vegans. In this uh, in this uh, documentary, but, they recommend a vegan diet, which yeah. is just all plant-based, no animal. The whole documentary mm. is about animal fats and how mm. animal proteins cause most of the diseases like cancer and diabetes and whatever. We're getting way off topic here, yeah. but <laughs> it's really interesting. It's interesting and it, it talked about fertility too. So maybe mm. it's our food. I don't know. Just, you know. I don't know. I don't just know. Anyway, don't, if you don't want to lose it, no. use it. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like it. I like it. Anyway, Kristen, I had such a good time. Um, thank you so much for everybody who's been listening. And just to echo what Kristen said at the beginning, thank you so much for listening, for subscribing, for all your beautiful reviews. Check out our Facebook page, Cold Coffee Show, and tell us what you like, what you don't like, any other topics you want us to cover. Let us know. Do we have a question this week? Because I can't remember. Do we? I don't know. Do we have a question? I don't know. I, we kind of make them up as we go along, yeah. but I didn't really come up with one. Should no. it be, um, maybe we should ask people, what's the one thing their village does for them? I like helps it. Them? I like it. But, yeah. So that's our question of the week. What does your village do for you? I but like yes, it. thank you so much for listening. Thank you for sharing. We also have Twitter and Instagram. So we really appreciate it. And have a great week. Have, have a great, great week, Tova. Bye. 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 Kristen, bye.